0: Alright, welcome again to the podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in today. I will be starting off on the third episode of the series we're on titled Eyes on the Prize. And um, it's been... steep learning curve for me because um it is definitely a topic that has been on my mind for a while but has been something that i have um put off and i am learning a lot from about my convictions and strengthening those convictions and understanding the cost of discipleship and um In the last few weeks, we have looked at a couple of things. We have looked first at the fact that there is a cost to discipleship. We have looked at the fact that sometimes we lose things when we decide to be firm in our convictions to follow after Christ. And we have also seen that even when we lose things, we can come to a realization and an understanding that God is with us even in the midst of those losses that's what we're going to look at more today and why i say god is with us is because well he came to be with us in the midst of it in christ came to live and spent 33 years experienced all experiences that we could have experienced and he didn't sin so he understands when we go through trials he understands when we go through pains in fact one of the names of jesus is emmanuel god with us and he came to literally dwell with his people and not just pay for the sins but to live and experience the experiences of the people and so we are developing that thought a little more today and we are trying to ask ourselves historically we have seen that jesus came so what is the benefit of that for us today how does that translate into our lives when we are going through trials when we are going through persecutions in 2021 and i think that is the next logical step in this series Um, i will not start off with a story today i would rather go into the scripture because i have a bit of um, a long reading to do and um, i will read from the book of daniel chapter 6 verses uh, 6 and i'll I'll stop where where i need to stop Um, so daniel chapter 6 verse 6 says so these chief ministers and satraps went as a group to the king and said making Darius live forever the royal ministers prefects satraps advisors and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days accept to you your majesty shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now, your majesty, issue the decree and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance with the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. So, King Darius put the decree in writing. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room, where the windows opened towards Jerusalem three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed giving thanks to his God just as he had done before then these men went up went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help so they went to the king and spoke to him about his royal decree did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days anyone who prays to any god or human being except to you your majesty would be thrown into the lion's den the king answered the decree stands in accordance with the law of the medes and the persians which cannot be repealed then they said to the king daniel Who is one of the exiles from Judah pays no attention to you, your majesty, or to the decree you put in writing. He still prays three times a day. When the king heard this, he was greatly distressed. He was determined to rescue Daniel and made every effort until sunset to save him. Then the men went as a group to king darius and said to him remember your majesty that according to the law of the medes and the persians no decree or edict that the king issues can be changed so the king gave the order and brought daniel and threw him into the lion's den the king said to daniel may your god whom you continually serve rescue you I'll pause here and then talk a bit and then um we'll see if we we will read further a bit so that is um uh verse 16 and here we see there's a backstory to this daniel is of course a hebrew slave comes in as a slave as a young boy and um you know king nebuchadnezzar chooses to bring in the brightest and the best from the captive captured lands uh, that he he invades and of course to use them to build babylon and he's one of them and is the most exceptional of all of them and he continues to serve kings even after nebuchadnezzar and here the king had this mind to make daniel almost basically the second in command and it says in in verse one it says it pleased darius to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom with three chief ministers over them one of whom was daniel the satraps were made accountable to them so that the king might not suffer loss now daniel so distinguished himself among the chief ministers and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom at this the chief ministers and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against daniel in his conduct of government affairs but they were unable to do so they could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent finally these men said we will never find any basis for charges against this man daniel unless it has something to do with the law of his god and so that is the background for that um i know i've taken a lot of time reading this because i feel it is foundational to the thoughts that are to be explained and i would rather read from the text uh than just give a paraphrase Um, So, for me, I think that the the most beautiful thought here is, even if you're not leaving with anything, is to think about the fact that in the midst of Daniel's greatest hour, he had opposition. He faced opposition. Now the king saw he was so, so good with what he did that he said, look. (laughs) being top three top four is not the thing i want you to be the guy that rules over everything i want a vacation i'm tired of all this thing and of course you would only answer to me but this is what i want and that sparked jealousy from people who had been there they were born there and they could probably not imagine a slave in quotes you know ruling over the whole land and um, what really strikes me is that Daniel and what he was facing was not as a result of anything bad that he did. In fact, you, you could see very clearly in the text, they looked for holes in his character. They looked for holes in the way he did things and they found none. And I think it's extremely important here to really, really, really say that is such an important and uh dynamic testimony that a man did his work for many years under many kings and they couldn't find anything to punch a hole into his reputation and into his character, except you know, his devotion to God. And you know, many times we go through very difficult times. We go through very, very trying times. And the truth is sometimes we have a hand in why we're there. So I give the example, if a young man goes into a shop and steals and he's caught, he's taken to the police station, he's then you know, remanded before the court and he's tried for his crimes. If he's sentenced you know, to prison for a jail term, he is facing the consequences for his actions but here daniel wasn't facing consequences for any illegal actions he was being targeted specifically by people who were jealous and what i really see here is daniel's response i think that's what jumped out to me you know basically the king's edict came out and it was 30 days. I'm tempted to think that if I was in Daniel's shoes, I'd have been like, well, uh, <laughs> Lord, uh, I'm I'm back again, you know, I'll be on the holiday for 30 days and um, I'm, I'm going to come back. So please just uh, <laughs> be patient with me. I, I just need to deal with some fears. I need to take a vacation or something. Um, I probably you know would have thought of it just yes 30 days i've been been praying three times a day with my windows open to jerusalem for for decades 30 days won't hurt it's just a month i mean people take sabbaticals and go out for a year so 30 days is i mean he could easily have explained it away he could easily have said okay you know what Lord I mean I need a break these guys are after me and you know that when I'm in that position of power over the whole land I'm going to make sure that you know nobody is ever persecuted like I am and Daniel didn't do that Daniel didn't do that Daniel decided after he had heard about all that had happened the decree had gone out It says now, Daniel. when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God just as he had done before. And this is such a key thought, just as he had done before. The current circumstance for Daniel at the time did not dictate his actions. His convictions dictated his actions. If there's anything that I want to get out of this series, if there's anything I would love the listeners to get out of this series, it is that our convictions should dictate our responses to external stimuli and not the external circumstances themselves dictating how we should respond and it takes the grace of God I mean this is a very very important thought and I don't want to just go through it breezily and so I will break it into two Um, this week has just been an introduction to the thought and that's why I'm quite heavy on the reading and um, by God's grace next week we will talk more but before that I will leave you with one more verse and that is from Isaiah 41 verse 10 and it says so do not fear for I am with you do not be dismayed for I am your God I will strengthen you and help you I will uphold you with my righteous right hand so we are talking about the fact that God is with us in the midst of it and we will see that clearer with daniel's story next week by the grace of god and um, i would love to leave you with the thought that it is never too late to form the right convictions it is never too late to take stock and say you know what i really want to be a woman a man Of firm convictions in who i believe and so that's basically what i will be you know saying for this week and i will stop here so that i don't exceed um the 15 minutes uh well i have already done that and i really appreciate your time i appreciate that you're taking the time to listen and i pray god blesses you and you have a wonderful week so see you next week by the grace of god and have an amazing week ahead god bless you